Greetings. Welcome to The Point Being, Ipsos's public polling podcast. This is episode 63, March 6, 2019. I am your host, Chris Jackson, joined by Mallory Newell. Hi there. And we've got some good data to go over with you today. But before we do that, let's go into the core political. Uh, so Mallory, where is the country right now? Where does the American public feel we're going? So Chris, overall, not much has changed with this week's Ipsos Reuters data. Currently, 30% of Americans say that the country is headed on the right track or the right direction. That's relatively steady compared to where it's been for the past few weeks. All right. So we're still pretty much underwater in terms of the direction of the country. That's right. Uh, All right. So what do people see as the main issues? What's keeping us underwater? Again, same things, healthcare and immigration. They currently are essentially tied for first place, which they usually are. It's sort of each week, it's just a matter of the two kind of moving a percentage point or two percentage points here and there. But Mm -hmm. overall, no change. These two continue to be consistently the main issues with, once again, Republicans exclusively, almost, focused on immigration and Democrats and independents more focused on health care. Okay. And speaking of focusing on immigration, how does America feel about President Trump's job performance? So currently, 39% of Americans approve of the job that President Trump is doing. That's a slight softening, but within the margin of error from last week, Mm -hmm. where we had him at 41%. So not a significant change. He sort of tends to hover in this low to mid-40s area, generally. Mm -hmm. That's right, yeah. Is there any particular aspects of his job performance that seem like it may be related to the softening? You know, I'm, I'm glad you asked. I've taken a look at the president's approval rating on the U.S. economy, and I've looked at it over time. So Something that's been a strength of his for the last two years. That's right. And actually, currently, I think it's worth noting that the only attribute that President Trump is viewed positively on is jobs and employment. So when you look at the U.S. economy writ large, though, the president pre-shutdown Um, pre-election, sort of late 2018, he was always viewed positively on this by a margin of about six to eight percentage points. That is uh, about six to eight percentage points people more said that he was doing good than said he was doing bad. Right. So, for example, you could see like 49% approve, 42% disapprove when it comes to the U.S. economy. Right. You do the math, that's a seven-point advantage. Exactly. But we started noticing last week, and it has continued this week as well, that President Trump's approval rating on the economy has basically come to an even split, approve-disapprove. So currently, 47% approve of the job he's doing on the economy specifically, and 45% disapprove. So Hmm. he has moved from at the beginning of the year, basically a a net positive by about seven points Mm -hmm. to essentially even now. Hmm. Interesting. Now, we don't necessarily know if that is because people think the economy is not doing well or because he's not getting as much credit for what the economy is doing. Right. I'm glad you point that out. We don't know what is driving people's read on how the president's doing on the economy. But I do think it's interesting that we've seen this closing over the past few weeks. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely something that we'll want to keep an eye on to see if it continues to develop into a trend, specifically as we're also noticing things like consumer confidence is softening Mm -hmm. and people's views on 
economy generally, when you take the president out of the equation, may also be softening. So I think it's just something that's worth watching, really. That's right. And the economy is one of the perennial important indicators in presidential elections. So it might tell us a little bit about what to expect in 2020. That's right. All right. So speaking of issues that trouble our president, this Friday is International Women's Day. Ipsos released on Monday the results of a new piece of global research. Uh, We did research in 27 countries about gender equality. Mallory, what were the big takeaways, the main findings from this study? This was a really, really interesting study. It's always fascinating to look at people's views country by country, but there's a lot here to talk about, Chris. Mm -hmm. I think the first thing that I'll say is that globally and here in the U.S., Um, there's a sign that attitudes toward gender equality are changing. Mm -hmm. And what tells me that... Changing how? Changing for the better. Because what tells me that is uh, a majority, uh, nearly two-thirds of Americans, say that gender equality is personally important to them. And I think what's more telling is that there's no difference between the sexes on this. So just as many Mm -hmm. American men as American women say that gender equality is important to them. Well, that's a good sign. Uh, of course, no no cloud doesn't come without a little rain. So what are the notes of concern from this data set? Well, right. So that's the thing that that's kind of hard to reconcile with all of this data is that gender equality is viewed as personally important, right? That's that's the aspiration. It's It's a good thing to work toward. And actually, what's more is that men are sort of seeking to be voices in this space. Um, The majority of men agree that women won't achieve gender equality without their support. Mm -hmm. However, when you put that into practice, we're not quite sure what that looks like. Okay. What do you mean? Basically. Tell me what it looks like. (laughs) So right now, American men are evenly split on whether they're being asked to do too much Mm. to... Uh, help in the fight for equality. I see. So they're supportive of the fight for equality as long as they don't have to get off the couch that much. Right. Here's the thing. Like, they they see it as personally important. Mm-hmm. A majority do. A majority of American men also feel that, you know, equality happens when men amplify women's voices, okay. right? When they're called to take action. So it's sort of that aspirational, you know, in theory, equality is great, But where I think this survey shows a potential disconnect Mm -hmm. is how we put it into practice and what doing too much for men really looks like. Okay. So what does this study suggest we should be doing about achieving gender equality? Well, there's a couple of things that we tested that really stood out as ways that could have a positive impact in Mm -hmm. the fight for equality. First of all, one of them is having more men speaking out when women are treated unfairly because of their gender. So again, this idea that it's not only on women, but men are sort of also there as partners amplifying their voices. Mm -hmm. Also, the number one thing that we tested that was seen as having a positive impact in the fight for equality was equal pay for the same work. And that's the number one, I think, positive item, both for American men and American women. Okay. So equal pay, that kind of seems like that makes good sense. How do we how do we move towards equal pay? What are what are some of the issues that are causing stumbling blocks there? Well, the survey doesn't really touch on stumbling blocks for equal pay specifically, but it does kind of dig into 
one of the really interesting questions about where gender equality starts, Mm -hmm. whether it is truly in the workplace, in the boardroom, or whether it's at home. And what I mean by that is this survey also dove into people's views on parenting and sort of gender equality when it comes to childcare and home care. Mm -hmm. One thing that I thought was really interesting, Chris, was that nearly three quarters of Americans agree that employers should make it easier for men to combine childcare with work. Mm-hmm. So there's almost this idea that it's it's sort of a multi-prong approach by changing structures around parenting, both in the workplace and at home, then you can sort of allow women to reach their full potential mm-hmm. at work. Right. And there actually is other research that's been done that shows having a child has a significant impact on a woman's earnings over their lifetime, right. but does not have the same impact on a man. That's right. The so-called parenting penalty. It's a thing for women, not really a thing for men. Right. Which does indicate that perhaps there's some pretty different experience of having a child. And one thing I think that was encouraging, because I do want to end this survey on a positive note, it had a lot of great points to it, is that a plurality of Americans agree that we're not doing enough right now to achieve equality when it comes to looking after children in the home. So again, there's that sort of aspiration of, or I guess not even aspiration, but there's recognition that we need to do more, Mm -hmm. not only in the workplace, but changing, you know, societal structures right. and, and parenting norms. That's right. Yeah. We need to be a community and raise children. That's right. Together. And there's buy-in from men on this too. That's right. Um, so yeah, it was, it was very interesting. Again, it was a survey conducted across 27 countries in collaboration with the Global Institute for Women's Leadership at King's College London. You can find it on our website, and there's lots more data way beyond what we could even begin to cover today. That's right. And we also have uh, some articles about it coming out on Gen Pop tomorrow, right? That's right. Ipsos' Gen Pop magazine is going to be featuring an article written by yours truly. Look for that on Gen Pop tomorrow afternoon. All right. And that's today's show. You can follow us between shows on Twitter. I'm at JCB Jackson. And I'm at Mallory Kate, and that's Kate with a C. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.